Well, and what most small businesses don't realize is their IT guy is slowing them down. And I like to use this an, an analogy with people. Imagine you're on a two-seater bicycle, and you're the business owner, you're right, driving the front, and your IT guy's in the back, and he's not pedaling. Wow, that's a drag. And, yeah. and, and you're right. It, if you have bad technology and things are slow and your website doesn't work very well or you can't access data that you need to access, you're not going to make money, right? Because right. time is money. That's right. Time is money. And if I'm going slower, my IT guy's going slower. So imagine he falls off the bike. Okay. And now you're able to go faster. Well, a lot, of, a lot of small business owners have blinders on. They don't know that they're being held hostage. They don't see the IT guy sitting behind them on the two-seater bike, not pedaling. Hi, Peter Purcell here with another podcast on getting IT right. Today we have Bill Amini, who's founder and managing director of Trinity. He's going to talk to us about four myths on IT support. Hey, Peter, thank you so much for having me today. Well, Bill, we went to lunch today, so every, all of our listeners need to be you know, a little jealous. Pretty cool burgers. But bottom line is, you talked to me about four myths of IT support services, and you were just telling me crazy stories about what you suffered through over the past few years till you found a really good service. Would you mind going through some of that with us? Absolutely. So as you know, Trinity, we work with a lot of different companies. And one thing we've seen out there is people don't understand what IT is. They think it's a black box and they're afraid of it. And so in so many cases, organizations, large and small, and mostly small organizations, struggle with IT support and they don't even know it. And let me tell you what I mean by that is they've hired, let's say they've hired an IT guy or they've hired a managed service organization that are slowing their business down. Wow, that actually sounds pretty scary. Theoretically, IT is supposed to speed business up. Well, they buy the technology with the hopes of slowing it down, of, of speeding things up, and then they've got to find somebody to support it. So as with Trinity, we went through that same cycle and, um, and, I'll, and I'll share with you a little bit about some of the things that um, we've run into, but really there's four key myths about IT support services we want to talk about today. Okay. Well, what, what are those myths, Bill? I mean, because IT is complicated, right? IT is crazy, well, and you need somebody to sit there and be with well, you side by side, monitor your environment. It's just complicated and scary. Well, see, Peter, you that's the very first myth. You're, you're leading me right into this. It, the first myth is solving technical problems is very complicated. It's hard. It takes an army to do it. Um, the second one is you got to have somebody on site to solve your problems, which we'll dispel here in a moment. The third one is, uh, the third one is, um, you have an IT guy who built your environment, and he's the only one who can support it, and you're held hostage. And then the fourth one is, you need to have a managed service organization come in, lock down your computers, and monitor everything to prevent what? Hacking. Hackers. So we're going to talk about those four. 
Okay. Well, why don't we tackle the first one, um, you know, first, obviously. The, the, the first one, if I remember correctly, is IT is complicated and solving IT problems are complicated. Uh, I can see why people would say that. I think IT can be pretty complicated sometimes. Well, you know, here's the interesting thing. People have been conditioned to think it's hard solving a problem. Think about the last time you had a problem with your computer. Oh, yeah, I made a phone call, then I was redirected and redirected, and before I knew it, I had some super techie dude doing something, but I got completely lost. Well, you know what? We've been conditioned to think that it takes a bunch of people to route a problem and get it to the right expert because maybe the first person couldn't solve your problem, right? Right, and then they transferred me to a second person who didn't understand, took me quite a while and then finally we got transferred to a third person and I actually to this day I don't even think my problem was solved. Well and people think well that must have been a hard problem to solve. I had to talk to three people or four or even five sometimes. The reality is these help numbers that you call um, with these big companies they've designed it that way. It's, so what they've done is they've said the first person who's going to answer your call they're basically a new entry-level person, trainee. They don't have any technical expertise. They're given a script. They're paid probably minimum wage, and if they're outside our country, they're probably paid even less than that. And that's your first line of, of, of support that you call. And do you ever notice they never can help you? That is correct. They never can. My first phone call never works, and it just gives me a headache. Really, And really what they're there for is the, I'll call it the dumb factor. <laughs> the dumb guy calling up and, oh, I forgot to plug in my computer, stuff like that. And so uh -huh. they're there to make sure you don't have a silly problem. So you and I both know as business owners, we aren't calling about silly problems. We're smart enough to know how to plug in our computer. So what happens next after we talk to that person? We get sent to a technician. The technician is reading off a script. You ever notice that? They ask you the same questions as the first person asked you? Absolutely. Very annoying because you would assume that with computers, whatever I told the first person would be passed on to the second person, but it never is. No, and there's usually a long period of music between the first call and the second call. It definitely music you don't want to dance to and music that'll definitely give you a headache. Yes, and so you think maybe that person's telling the second person about your problem. That is correct. They're not. Oh, really? Then <laughs> they, what the heck is going on? They're, that person's talking to somebody else, and you know what? Their time is more important than yours. So you get to sit on the phone for a while. You get in touch with the technician. He asks you the same questions and maybe asks you three more questions that the first person didn't ask you. And then what? Well, then they try to poke around a little bit or have me poke around on the computer. I don't know why. And then they say, whoo can't do it. They need to talk to some super duper techie dude that, do you mind if I get put on hold for another 10 minutes? Right. So then finally, maybe 30 minutes later, you're talking, if you're lucky, <laughs> talking to a expert. And guess what? The expert solves your problem and you're happy, right? Well, by then I'm so irritated. I'm just glad to get off the call and I don't really care whether the problem is solved or yeah, not. Yeah, that too. That's true. I mean, but yeah, your problem is theoretically solved at that yeah. point. Yeah, the guy, and you think, why didn't I talk to this guy to begin with? Well, guess what? That expert is actually probably being paid a good amount of money. He's smart. He can solve your problem. And he's probably not even um, 
he's probably at home. Oh, really? Calling, you know, Interesting. Talking to him. So he's an expert. He's paid a lot of money. And his time's more important than yours. And they're going to, you get to him as a last resort. So that is called division of labor. It's been around for decades. And that's what these companies are doing. And hence, we all think it's hard solving these problems. But it's not. It's hard getting to the person to solve the problem. So what's the alternative, Bill? I mean, you, you paint a picture that uh, companies have overcomplicated IT support. How can we simplify and make it simple? Well, I'll tell you what our company has done is we actually use a service called Evan, Your IT Guy. I've heard of them. And they are a crowdsourcing platform where essentially those experts, and some of the same people, are on demand through the app. So what happens is, is if we have a problem, one of our folks, let's say, um, the email, their email stopped working. They go into the app with two clicks. They click email's not working, and it goes out and sources and finds somebody, and then that person calls you usually within a minute. You get the phone call, and they've got the expert on the phone in a matter of minutes instead of hours, and the problem is solved. And that's how we do it. So we don't have people call and waste time because, honestly, we, we run a management consulting firm. Our people um, are being paid by the hour by our clients, and if they're not doing that, that's lost revenue for us. Okay, so it sounds like what you're describing is Evan, your IT guy, has access to a pool of experts. And when I have a problem, I can put in what my problem is, and I go directly to the expert that can help me the first time completely. That sounds like what, what you guys are getting out of this service having your IT guy. Right, because essentially those two clicks replace the two phone calls you had with two people ah. um, that yeah. wasted your time. So that's the whole idea. It works very well for us. It's, um, it, it's you know, frankly, and it's not all that expensive. So, Okay, well, Bill, that sounds good. You know, that's somebody, I'm on the phone, uh, they're using, they're, they're taking over my PC and fixing it and all that. What about when I need somebody on site, Bill? Because, you know, doesn't, don't you need to have somebody come on site and work on your PCs and stuff like that? Well, you know, that's, people are comfortable with that. That's the second myth. We've done some research, and this is with um, a, a lot of companies. 94% of computer problems, I'm talking about printers, wireless, um, your desktop, laptops, um, other devices, you hear about Internet of Things and all that, 94% of them are being solved remotely. And really? Let me give you a good example here. Okay. So we, uh, we had a client, very large global company, 17,000 employees. Okay, They had, um, their costs were going up, and they asked us to come in and figure out how to cut their costs down. Well, every location, they had over 100 locations. Some of them had... 10 people in it, some of them had 100, some had 50. Um, they were in all over the world. Some of them were trailers with bad network connectivity. Some of them had really old laptops, some of them had new ones. It was a hodgepodge. And we looked at their IT staffing. We said, you got all these IT people all over the place. What are they doing? So we started talking to them. I said, what do you do? What are you doing? And we found out that um, this company could pull all those IT people out of these remote locations, put them all in one location. And by the way, they needed about 25% of how many they had. So they cut the staff by 75% and put them all in one location. 
And what they found was they set up a, a um, network where they can go in and remotely help them with their computer problems. So it's almost as if they're there. So imagine someone can remotely go into my computer without sitting there and do every, I press the same buttons I can press. Why do I need them sitting next to me? What about what? What happens when they have to like reboot the PC or something like that? Well, they they've got them on the phone and they say, "Well, reboot your PC. Press the button to reboot it." I mean, that's not that hard. I mean, you, and a lot of times you say, "Look, hold down your button, your off button for five seconds, and let go." And then oh, so they're actually also on the phone. They're not necessarily communicating to you through the the computer. right because usually you're, if your computer's not working, it's hard to connect. Sometimes you can't connect via the computer, or if the, sometimes their wireless speed was really slow mm -hmm. at a at a remote location. They're in a trailer. This company was a service company servicing um oil field equipment and the like so they didn't have the luxury of uh, some of the things you have in a big office but the bottom line is they found out that most of their support could be done by remote connectivity interesting interesting so we're here with bill imini and we're going through four myths about it support services uh, he's already uh, convinced me that solving technical problems is not complicated because that's the first myth that they are complicated. Second myth that we've been talking about is about needing someone on site full time. And uh, Bill has done a really good job of uh, dispelling that myth. Uh, I do have to ask you along those lines though, Bill, is what happens if somebody has to pull copper line or cable or something like that? Yes, so let's talk about that for a second. First of all, I, I think about just a, it, it, simply with our business today that we have. We're a small business. We don't have copper lines. We have this thing called wireless, and it's out there. Everybody's people got to have it in their home. So I don't need copper lines to plug in a wireless router because, by the way, the wireless company that that set me up is going to come and plug it in for me. So I'm done there, uh, and everything's wireless. And then, um, and, and so really, you can still. And frankly, we had a. Um, I'll give you an example. I, um, they, they've got printer connectivity problems, mm -hmm. right? You think, oh, we've got to connect and do it. You can instruct someone on the phone or remotely and say, hey, look, plug this into that and plug that in. I don't need to have an IT guy come out there. And, or I'm, I'm going to be out here between 12 and 5 today, and they show up at 5.05, and you're trying to get home to see your kids that. play. I hate and, that. And, they, and then you've got to wait for them to fix your problem before you can leave the office. I mean, how convenient is that? Okay. Well, one of the things that we talked about at lunch, and it's sort of related to what you just brought up, is you know, when you start thinking about an IT environment, if you've been working with an existing IT organization, managed services organization, don't you get the feeling that, wow, if they set up your environment, they're really the best people to support that environment? Well, you, you know, you bring in up another myth here that we'll talk about here in a moment. Before we jump to that myth, I do do want to just make the comment is if the large, just and I want you to think about this because we're, we're talking to a lot of small businesses here too. If the large organization can centralize their IT and support remotely, that makes them more competitive and lower cost than the small businesses. So how can the small business compete with that? And similar, as I mentioned before, with Evan, your IT guy, they can have that same opportunity to have a centralized, and it's and having your IT guy is not really centralized, but have a place to go to get IT support remotely without having to have an IT person on site. Now, you bring up the second thing, the third myth is we have an IT guy who set up our environment 
and he we got to have him here because he's the only one who understands it. That's what you're getting at, right? Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Well, first of all, if you have an environment that's set up where it's so complicated that only one person can do it, it's probably so complicated it's also slowing down your business. And we find a lot of organizations who have the guy come in and set it up, he probably set it up wrong. So why wouldn't you want to have someone else look at it to see if there's something to make it better? And then the second thing is, what happens if your IT guy um, moves, gets run over by a truck, um, is incapacitated? Then what are you going to do? Wow, that's a good that's a good question because what's going through my mind right now is I'm sitting there thinking in an environment like that and and I've felt this way before in in other companies where I've worked and and other companies that I've 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 managed is I feel like held hostage by you know my IT shared services or my IT managed services guys because they're the only ones that supposedly understand my environment and bringing in somebody else kind of scares me because maybe they'll get mad and leave and then I have no support. Well, and what most small businesses don't realize is their IT guy is slowing them down. And I like to use this an analogy with people. Imagine you're on a two-seater bicycle and you're the business owner, you're driving the front and your IT guy's in the back and he's not pedaling. Wow, that's a drag. And 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 you're right. It if you have bad technology and things are slow and your website doesn't work very well or you can't access data that you need to access, you're not going to make money, right? Because right. time is money. That's right. Time is money. And if I'm going slower, my IT guy's going slower. So imagine he falls off the bike. Okay. And now you're able to go faster. Well, a lot of, a lot of small business owners have blinders on. They don't know that they're being held hostage. They don't see the IT guy sitting behind him on the two-seater bike, not pedaling. He thinks he's pedaling, but he's not. Or maybe every time he turns around, he starts pedaling, but then he stops. Well, Oh, the reason why he's not pedaling is because he's helping other people. That's what it is. Or he's in his basement doing some gaming stuff or something like that. Oh, that's mean, but probably true. Yeah. So really organizations, small businesses really need to look hard and say, okay, if I have an IT, um, and, and a lot of them say, well, my IT um, technical stuff was set up a long time ago, and he's the only one that knows it. Well, <coughs> my, my question me. will be to them is, well, if it's, if it's that old, guess what? It's slow. You probably need to go back and take a look at what you have right. and probably upgrade a little bit. And by the way, if you're looking around and... Um, you see a bunch of servers and boxes sitting around. Guess what? You are at a, a huge risk of being hacked because guess what? Hackers love to hack people who are easy to hack into, right? Yeah, easy targets, right? Easy money. Yeah, exactly. So it's easier for a hacker to go into a business that has their own servers and hack and steal their private information than go to a highly protected hosted environment. So if you're a small business owner, you seriously need to be looking at moving a lot of the 
boxes and pipes and wires around your uh, that are related to technology to a hosted environment, no matter who you are. Well, so in a case like this, Bill, what have you done at your business? I mean, when you when I think about the type of work that you do, if I understand it correctly, right, based on the lunch that we had. You have a lot of IP, you generate a lot of data, you have a lot of information, you have methodologies, you have to share that across your teams, you have like 50 people. And how do you do all of that without the infamous F drives or Z drives and servers and then an IT guy to kind of sit over this, you know, environment? What, what do you do? Because that that's sort of all interrelated with this, right? Well, first of all, every, all of our software is in the cloud. Interesting. Our accounting software, our project management software, our um, and even our, um, I'll call it knowledge base repository or data files. Okay. We have them. They're all in the cloud. We use, for example, we use Dropbox. And the beauty about Dropbox is uh, we've got our all of our laptops set up to replicate with Dropbox, and it's encrypted. So if someone drops their laptop in a lake, um, we've just lost the hardware, not the information, because okay. it's all been backed up in the cloud. And and if our office gets broken into, we don't have to worry except for them taking some chairs and maybe a big screen TV or two. We don't have to worry about them taking a server or our proprietary knowledge. We can always always replace a TV, but the knowledge and the, the information we have, very difficult to replace, and we sure as heck don't want anybody else seeing it or having access to it because it's our intellectual property. So did you do that so that you wouldn't be held hostage by an IT guy? Well, you know? I mean, that wasn't our original intent, but uh, frankly, our original intent was just Look, I don't want to have to go, and to me, I don't want to have to go buy a server and worry about it, you know, being up or down. I, my first, really, my first premise was productivity for our people. And the output out of that became we're protected, we've got the right environment, and we're not going to be hacked. So that's, that's, the, that's the big answer. So the intent was productivity, not necessarily safety, but that was the benefit of it. So that way you're not held hostage. I mean, it exactly. sounds like you're using a, a series of off-the-shelf, for lack of a better term, standard packages. So you're not running into a situation where you had an IT guy that helped you set things up, and then that IT guy was the only person that could help support your environment. Right, right. And I, I see too many small organizations out there that have an IT guy. They're dependent upon them, and they're... I mean, I, I pray that their uh, guy doesn't, nothing happens to him, but. You know. So, so let's, 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 let's wrap on this myth. And if you had a twin out there, okay, maybe a better looking twin, but a twin out there that started a different consulting firm, but is locked into having servers and F drives and Z drives and all these things. And that twin is feeling like he or she is um, kind of beholden to their IT guy, what advice would you give them? What would you suggest that they do? Well, first thing I would do is start weaning yourself off of him. Start looking at, and, and so one of the things we've done with our, and, and I bring this up again with our provider, Evan, your IT guy, is we've, we have some unique things we do, okay, with in-house. And we actually have a couple of Evans, they call them, that are... Um, they know our environment. 
And so if we have something unique to our environment, they, they, they're trained to take care of it. And there's a couple of them out there that, and, and what they, what, the other thing they've done at Evan, your IT guys, they record all of our um, sessions. So if they come in and help with a problem and the problem happens again, they can go back and look at that recording someone else can and in, in the Evan network and fix it. So we don't have to worry about unique things or unique problems because we have someone to call. And because we used to have, for a little while we had an IT guy. And, I've, and it was a little too comfortable for people to go, hey, help me, help me, help me here. And actually what happened with, with our Evan, your IT guy, um, we got fewer calls out to them, out for help because a lot of folks, they used those recordings. They were familiar with how the problems were being solved, and they became more comfortable with the technology, and it's it's improved our productivity. Yeah, amazing. Again, we're here with Bill Imany uh, talking about four myths about IT support services. You know, Bill, just to kind of wrap on this this myth, and and I do have a kind of a real doozy question uh, coming up, but it sounds like um, based on what you were sharing with us earlier. Most PC problems are not really complicated. They can be solved remotely within half an hour. I believe you said that. Either that or you said it at lunch. So maybe I'm softballing something. Well, actually, not, actually, most um, the average um, time it takes for, for, for an IT problem to be solved is 27 minutes. Really? Then why was I on the phone for four hours the other day? That's amazing. Well, I'm talking about a problem being solved as opposed to you sitting yeah, on the phone exactly. with five people. No, no, no. I wasn't challenging your number. I'm just challenging why was I stupid enough to sit on the phone well, for four hours. I should have probably called Evan your IT guy. So last question I have, you know, in today's world with hacking and... Um, ransomware and everybody worried about, ooh, you know, Windows updates going to blow up my PC because all my drivers aren't going to work and my printer's not going to work and all that. You know, when we talked to managed services uh, at a previous company that I had, you know, they said they'd lock down the environment and make sure that, you know, Windows updates wouldn't happen until they were stable. And they made us put like either Kaspersky or AVG antivirus and they were monitoring my PC and all that. You know, and all it did was like slow us down, and I, I'm not sure I got anything out of that. Uh, isn't there some benefit to that? What, what am I missing? Well, you, so you lead into another myth here. You, you call up a managed service organization or maybe some of the more sophisticated, and I, I say that, use that term loosely, IT guys. They'll come in, the first thing they'll do is say, hey, we're going to load monitoring software on all your computers to protect you. And then we're going to lock down your computers so that when updates come out, we control the updates, not the individual. Sounds great, right? Yeah, absolutely, because it sounds like, you know, in the past, I know Windows updates would just destroy drivers well, and stuff like that. We fell for that hook, line, and sinker. And after about a week, I'm getting people, my, my uh, consultants are calling me going, the computer is slow. And I said, well, let's look at it. And we started looking, I looked at it and I said, you know what's slowing our computer down? It's this monitoring software. So when you're on a maybe not the best connection, it's, it slows it down to a crawl. Our people are losing productivity. So Well, I forgot about that. And then also I would assume that your clients wouldn't want this monitoring software running across their network either, huh? Well, no, not, not to mention that. And, and so I started thinking and I, I said, wait a minute. What is this monitoring software doing? And is it really preventing me from getting hacked, which they claimed it would be? And the answer is no. It's just monitoring. Really? It's, 
It's so I would equate it to having a camera in your living room. Okay. It you can watch them being robbed, but it doesn't stop them. Ah. So okay. We and and so the second thing they did was they locked down our computer so people couldn't update anything. Well, what ha- remember the last Windows update? Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember why that update came out? One of the major updates that came out recently was to protect against ransomware. There was it was either Bad Rabbit or WannaCry. I can't remember which. Right? Of course, these hackers come up with great names, so could have been anything. But I remember it was because of a ransomware. Yes. Okay. So if if Microsoft comes out with an update, okay, that's going to protect you. Why would you say, well, I'm going to wait for my managed service company to load that? Alter- or would you just set up your computer where it automatically updates your and gives an alert to the your your, your employees to update it? Right, but what about the whole fear of when you run Windows Update, a driver might blow up or something? You know that doesn't happen much anymore, and when it does, and in in the odd circumstance, it does typically. Windows has another update that comes out the next day that fixes it. Alternatively, we'll call our Evan, your IT guy, who has a solution already because he knows about it. And what he also does, he when when those ha- when those happen, he actually puts on his blog, on the company's blog, the Evan, your IT blog, some of the things you should do when that new um, update comes out. So we watch for that. So we get that information from through our subscription to Evan, your IT guy, those updates to say, hey, this is going to impact a driver with XYZ, and we have a solution to it. So that's number one. Number two, it rarely happens anymore. Uh, frankly, the last update, you just ran it, and it was not, it was like nothing new, but we were happy that we were protected. So the reality is um, we, we, we want our updates to happen as Windows designed them to update, not as a separate organization managing it. So, so it sounds like Microsoft has kind of got their act together on, on Windows Update and, and you know, not, not trashing drivers. But what about antivirus? You know, these, these managed services always want you to, you know, put out ESOD, which I believe is owned in Slovakia, or AVG, which is Czech, or Kaspersky, which is Russian. I, you know, I understand why they want me to run antivirus, but isn't there a better antivirus? I mean, shouldn't I do something else? Well, first of all, I don't want an antivirus that's coming from Russia. I'm sorry. I just don't, okay? Nothing personal, but Windows comes with Windows Defender. It's free. Okay. You that free. It's free, so is it it any good? It works. It does. It comes with Windows. It works. So why would I... You know, are you going to change your steering wheel on your car? No. Because, you know, you think another one's going to work better. I mean, it, it, it comes, it all comes with it. Windows has gotten their act together. And I'm not, a, I'm, you know, I'm not a, a you know, proponent of Windows. I don't get anything from them, but it works. It so works do you fine. own Microsoft stock? No, I do not, as a matter of fact. Um, I'm not. Anyway, I don't want to go. Don't get stock advice from me. <laughs> um, but, okay. But I will. Well, let me just add one more comment sure. on this is a lot of folks say, well, we need the monitoring on there to watch our employees to make sure they're not doing anything they shouldn't be doing. Well, guess what? Um, everybody has a smartphone. Right. So if some employee is going to do something on a computer during business time that they're not supposed to be doing, they could do it on their smartphone. 
Right. Well, the difference is then, in theory, uh, they maybe they infect a smartphone and not your business computer. Yeah, but it's you know that's what the the that's what the virus protection is for from Windows Defender. So that protects that. So the monitoring, all that does is said says that here are the websites that that you've looked at, but actually you can do that with your own through your own um, internet service provider provides that already anyway. So you can actually look at go through your internet service provider and get that information from them to see what websites you've gone to and people have gone to and, and uh, enforce it that way. So you don't need another company doing that for you. So what do you do in terms of making sure that all your computers are updated? Um, what uh, so, so that your environment is secure? Well, we, first of all, when our IT, um, our, internally, when our computers are set up, um, mm -hmm. we make sure they're set up to automatically um, uh, update, and, if, you know, and they'll do it at night or, or whatever. And part of it's communication to our people. And okay. we remind them, hey, make sure you update. There's a virus out there. And nobody wants to be hacked with a virus. I don't, and no matter how, who you are, if you've you got a job to do, you don't want to come in one day and guess what? Employee walks in, oh, I got hacked. Did you run an update? And they go, no. Then we say, shame on you. <laughs> well, again, we're here with Bill Imany for Myths about IT support services. And uh, Bill, any closing comments as, as we kind of um, close down? It, it's, it's really been eye-opening for me. You know, myth number one is that uh, IT support is and technical problems are complicated, and you've definitely blown that out of the water. Uh, needing someone on site, it sounds like that's more of a pacifier than a true necessity. Myth number three is that if your IT guy sets something up, they're the only ones that can support it. And, you know, you've done a great job of sharing with us that most technology is pretty standard out there. And if you do have that complicated environment, you should probably simplify. And then number four is the whole monitoring, locking down and monitoring PC, which is one of the number one sales pitches from managed services companies that, that can actually hurt you, not help you. And then uh, you've, you've also shared with us that you use Evan, your IT guy, um, a company that, that provides uh, on-demand IT support, has a huge pool of, of technical resources. So one call does it all, essentially. Yes, that's right, Peter, and you summed it up very well, and I really appreciate you having me on today and talking about this, and if, if folks have questions out there, visit our, visit our blog. We have a blog, and then also I'd encourage people to go out to the Evan, your IT guy blog and take a look at some of the hints and tips out there, and uh, thank you for having me. Hey, Bill, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you're busy, and appreciate your time.